and welcome to Nerd vs World episode 75, Resident Nerd, Nerdpocalypse. I'm Brendan. And I'm Spindles. And welcome to 2017 and our Here's What We're Looking Forward To This Year show. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, so there's going to be a lot of talk about films that are coming up this year that we're looking forward to, some TV shows um, due for full release, and events. conventions and events that we're going to be hanging out at. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, Where do you want to, well, I guess we should start with the fact that 2016 went out kicking and screaming. Oh god, yeah. I mean, like that's just the worst. How do you how do you even just bookend a year like that? David Barry at the start and Carrie Fish and Ben Reynolds at the end. It's just it, insane. Yeah. It was a horrible, horrible year. Uh, it was it was made even more sad. I think it was like last week. I watched the. Um, uh, the episode of 8 out of 10 cats yeah. the Christmas special and and she's asked the question what, what are you going to do for Christmas yeah yeah, yeah. I watched that again and that, 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 was, got me. that hit me right in the feels yeah. that one did yeah that one really got me um, and there's been a lot there's been a lot of celebrity deaths and like it feels weird like some people don't get how it affects you like some people just like well you never knew them, mm. so why are you so upset about it? So, well, actually, kind of did know them. They were a massive part of my, my formative years and my upbringing, even mm. though I didn't realise it. And, like, just because I never spoke to them in person doesn't mean that their absence isn't going to be felt by me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we've spoken about this briefly before. Yeah, I think when Robin Williams passed, yeah. that was that was the trigger for, for that conversation. Um, but, yeah, so Carrie Fisher, I, I, I felt that that was, that was massive. That was not okay for no. days. No, no, that was. It was really, really not good. So yeah, yeah. 2016 was a bastard, and it's gone. It's gone. Um, but 2017, it's shaping up to be okay. Well, let's hope so. Anyway. I mean. Who knows what it's going to throw at us in a year where Trump becomes president and a whole bunch of other stuff's due to happen. Well, you know what? For a part of me is like kind of looking forward to seeing what happens. Like, short of an apocalypse, I'm, I'm not up for that. I'm prepared for it, but I'm not up for it. Um, <laughs> but, like, the cultural theorist in me is really looking forward to seeing what punk music gets created over the next four years. Like, okay. what films and TV shows come out that have an undertow of rebellion against the regime that he's going to be putting forward. Um, like, music got kind of bland over the last eight years. There was nothing really to protest. Um, so what you're saying is that we should be having a whole new artistic movie with the hashtag fuck Trump. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about the Bush administration gave us bands like um, uh, Anti-Flag and Rise Against, Rise into Prominence, yeah. you know, so, like, whenever there's this sort of politician in power, you see a resurgence and, a, and sort of a rebirth in the punk scene. Yeah, I'm interested to see, you know, whether, what Rise Against in particular come out with. Yeah, yeah, I'd be very keen. They're fucking awesome live. Oh, yeah, 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 no, I, I saw them at Reading a couple yeah. of years ago. They, they were fantastic. Sadly, I mean, they, they did an acoustic set directly afterwards on the other stage, and I missed it. I was gutted. Found out about it afterwards when I got home. Like, they did what? Shit! I think I stood there and watched Bring Me the Horizon when I could have been watching an acoustic rise against set. Like, fuck! Swing Life Away um, was one of the first songs of this that I learned to play. And me and my friend Tim, who 
passed away in 2016. We used to play that for our friend Tabby. It would be a, a going out on a, on a night out, mm. a pre-drinks at Tabby's house, and then yeah, we'd be playing, playing our guitars, and then just going and get shit faced. That's right, our strength. Fair play. Yeah. So yeah, 2016 bag of dicks in and 2017 should see some uh, cultural people in. <laughs> Let's America. fucking hope so. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the beginnings of it are there, which I guess will go topical for the moment, which is with the Golden Globes. Yeah. So, Golden Globes happened yesterday. Uh, some very, very pointed remarks about Trump, Meryl Streep being an absolute boss. Yeah. Not actually naming him. But nope. it was very clear who she was talking about. And then Trump's amazingly witty and well thought out retort on Twitter. Yeah. Go Trump. Three three tweets about how she's overrated and not a very good actress and uh, man. What a douche I have to stop myself from trolling him. I want to keep replying to him. I I don't. I keep stopping myself. I want to ask him whether he's the president elect or whether he's like in the schoolyard. Yeah. He's a fucking child like he's in charge of his own twitter account for a start like why is it not taken off him hopefully someone will take off him well actually no do you know what I hope someone doesn't and I hope he just carries on doing it and says something ridiculous and unretractable and gets impeached within a month that will make me so happy it was not just things like Ken, I tweeted a, uh, a picture I took of a screen grab earlier today of Kellyanne um, Conway who was his uh, counsellor and she's quoted on Fox News as saying, we certainly don't want intelligence interfering with politics, and we don't want politics interfering with intelligence. Now, I'm fairly sure I've taken that out of context quite deliberately. <laughs> but that says it all yeah. for me. But yeah. I, I was very impressed with Hugh Laurie's statements as well. Oh, about the, uh, the, the last Golden Globes. Yes, because of the, uh, anything with the words Hollywood, Hollywood foreign, foreign and press involved. It's <laughs> days are numbered. Yeah. Yeah, fair play to Hugh Laurie there. And congratulations to the, the night manager sweeping Best Actor and Best Actress. Yeah. Because that, that was Best Actor, Best Supporting Actress and Best Supporting Actor for the three mains. That's uh, just awesome. Uh, it was a brilliant show. Yeah. So did you actually watch it in the end? I watched the first episode. Right, okay. Yeah. It's an absolutely fantastic show. <laughs> I, I, I saw it when it came up in Charlie Brooker's 2016 wipe. Did you see that? Yeah. That was good, yeah. That's the new remake of Faulty Towers, only not as funny. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah. He did, he did a pretty good job of trying to be funny about the year. But. Yeah, I think he did. I think he, he could have gotten very, very maudlin and very, very angry about <laughs> things. But uh, mm. it, was a, it was a very, very measured response, I thought, was yeah. this year. Uh, La La Land at the Golden Globes well, took took quite a few. Fair play to it, but I'm never going to watch it. Oh, you know I will. <laughs> oh, I know you will. You I know have I will. Less than zero interest in it. <laughs> I will watch the shit out of that film. Um, yeah, I'm well up for that. I love musicals, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, and Donald Glover mm. picking up the award for Atlanta. Now, if you cast your mind back many, many months. I did pick that show out. Um, I've been one to watch. You did indeed. On our full TV preview, uh, and this, like, he handled the his speech with amazing charisma and grace as well. Very measured. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does as a young Lando Calrissian. Mm. 
uh, in the Han Solo spin-off, which I think is next year. Uh, yeah, so as in not not this Christmas because this is episode eight. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, all in all, I thought that I think the Globes have kind of set the the standard for not only political commentary and awards, but also yeah. I think what's going to be winning this year. I mean, obviously we're going to have the um, uh, the, the British ones, the, the Baftas coming yeah. up, which are always a good indicator of uh, of what the the Oscars are going to be. Yeah, uh, I think it wasn't as quite as a funny ceremony as it has been in the mm. last few years. I think Tina Fey and Amy Poehler hosted it. It was funny. Ricky Gervais coming back last year was a riot. But oh, really, I I can't stand him. I can't usually either, but I appreciated his performance last year. But Jimmy Fallon seemed to fall a bit flat mm. this year. There's not much been made about it. <coughs> yeah, I've not I've not seen much about him as a as a host. I think it's just generally been overshadowed with the, the political commentary that's been alongside it so. yeah. and I think that's very much going to be the case this year with a lot of the awards <coughs> it'll settle down hopefully <coughs> we shall see cool well let's have something to look forward to shall we okay cool <laughs> stuff to look forward to uh, a quick apology last episode I said that Ready Player One was out in 2017 it's, it's been pushed back to avoid a clash with Star Wars so Bad news for Ready Player One fans, but good news for Star Wars fans. Yeah. And, and, and the big news on that is that I've kind of finally read the book! Yay! Did you have it read to you? I did, by Will Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome. It's a great book. can't believe it's taking so long to read it. Well, it's, it's just because I've, I've never had the time to actually sit and read it, but now I'm on the train and stuff and working, I, I thought, you know, I'll, I'll go for audiobooks and try yeah. them out. And and that works. That definitely works for me, especially with Will Wheaton doing doing the book. It was fantastic, particularly the bit where he starts talking about himself and Cory Doctorow. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was utterly genius. Very meta. Yes, very very meta. But now now I understand a lot of what you were saying about kind of rights issues yeah. and and things intertwined with it about the kind of war games and. Uh, yeah, so I looked at all the studios that owned the films uh, that, that are referenced, and. Of a Warner's catalogue, so yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm assuming because we've not heard anything about rights issues that they've managed to get a deal going to get War Games in. Mm. Um, well, that's going to be that's going to be a clincher for me. I'm yeah. Afraid. Well, I, I was interested to see that Ernest Klein is actually involved in the screenplay writing. Well, he he was originally. Yeah. And then it was rewritten by somebody else, mm. and he wasn't involved. Then it was taken off and given to somebody else, and he wasn't involved. It's been re- it's been rewritten a few times, mm. and his involvement has become less and less as it's gone on. Mm. Spielberg's gone on to say that he won't reference his own films in it. It's just like, well, what's the point? You know. <laughs> The eighties nostalgia is what you're responsible for. Yeah, Spielberg. absolutely. Yeah, he's a major um, driving force behind it. So, so yeah, I feel it would have been done better as a Netflix series. I would agree with that. Because um, you could split that into eight episodes. Yeah, nicely. Um, or really pad it out as a trilogy, and have like each film being like. The first one being the quest for the first. Well, game. is it? It is in three parts. The books, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but we'll see how it goes. 
my favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite books of all time. We'll see how it goes. But yes, I really enjoyed it, and yeah, yeah I, I love all the references, and I, and I found a whole bunch of film references for ones that you didn't have in the list. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. dear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For example, both Ewok movies are mentioned, not just uh, an Ewok adventure. Okay, alright, I'll do that list then. <laughs> Things like that, so sadly I'm afraid I can only add more to the list <laughs> to make fine. it even more impossible to That's do. <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be hard to do anyway because um, there's that Japanese movie with uh, the turtle. Fuck. Carlos Cordno. That's going to bug me. Forget about Fair it. enough. Um, okay. So, we have got a fair few Marvel films coming out next, this year. Indeed, yeah. I guess out of that lineup, I think I'm probably looking forward to Guardians 2 the most. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if it's anything like the first one, then it's just going to be an exceptional film. And um, from the trailer, it's it going looks, to be. <laughs> yeah. It looks like they've kept the, hu- the same level of humour, um, so it'd be great. And Spider Man Homecoming. So that's the Marvel and Sony collaboration. Yeah, less bothered about that. Never been a particular fan of Spider-Man. I've been a, a massive Spider-Man fan, so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I'm hoping to see a good Spider-Man film, and that should do it. And then Thor Ragnarok. Mm. With the announcement recently that Doctor Strange is going to play a key role in this film too. So it's going to be Doctor Strange, Thor and Hulk. Indeed. So, yeah, interesting to see where this one goes. What what order are they coming out in? Is it Guardians then? I think. Uh, Got to think it's Spider Man first. Let us check. No, Guardians first. Yeah. Guardians uh, first and Spider Man. Cool, and then end of the year Thor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I guess that that's going to be the kind of biggest gap between them then with the Thor films because. Didn't Thor two come out before Guardians one? Yeah. So that's a massive gap between the films there. Yeah, I think it's going to be filling in quite a lot of the missing pieces of Thor's story from Age of Ultron. Yeah. So yeah, and there's some Planet Hulk stuff in there as well, and then yeah, Doctor Strange gets frozen as well. Cool. So yeah, big <coughs> year again for Marvel. Yeah, and unfortunately, that means that Warner's all drag out some DC properties they can flog to death <laughs> <laughs> well isn't the first Justice League this year and yeah. Wonder Woman Justice League is there um, Wonder Woman's this year as well honest, but I'm fairly sure that's this year as well yeah I'm fairly sure Wonder Woman's this year I think that's Easter time <laughs> she is not on this list <laughs> not on the list of things you're looking forward to well she wasn't anyway <laughs> Well, that's not that's not fair or true. I, I want to I want to see that film and I want it to be good. I desperately want that film to be good. Um, it's just the way they've handled their properties recently. I'm just not overly keen on seeing it. Mm. I'll watch it because I watch every film, whether I think I like it or not, just yeah. so I can be fair in a review about it. And I think it, uh, it from the she looks of it, it, from the looks of the trailer. It's pulling a bit of a Captain America, so yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be as disassociated from the other films as it can be, which will give it a good chance, I reckon. Yeah, but reports from the set are already saying that it's a bad movie. Right, okay. It's like, how did DC turn it around at this point? Start making good films. <laughs> oh, 
and you look that easy. But the, <laughs> so I say that, and I look at the next one on my list, which is the Lego Batman movie. Oh, hell so yeah. they, they know they, could, they, they know they can fucking do it. Like, that's gonna be the best Batman movie. That yeah, I, I believe I said that at the time yeah. I first saw the trailer. I like that. That is going to be the best Batman movie ever. So yeah, they can do it. They just need to try harder. I don't know. Who am I to tell them what to do? But. <laughs> Someone has to because these films are bombing. Yeah. Other films. Critically bombing, not in terms of box office reception. They're mm, still making yeah. numbers, but they're just not being loved by critics. Other films off the top of my head that I'm really looking forward to. Um, trying to think now. Well, here's one for you. They're doing a semi remake sequel to Flatliners. Ah, you mentioned this earlier. Yeah, yeah. interesting. So it, it it's a continuation of the flatline stories. Yes, Keith Sutherland is returning as his character from the original. Um, it's got Diego Luna um, from Rogue One and Ellen Page. Okay. But yeah. So you'll be watching the shit out of it regardless. Yes, because it's got Ellen <laughs> Page in it. <laughs> Obviously, like um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I quite like the sound of that. I really enjoyed Flatliners. I thought it was an yeah. excellent concept and a great movie. Um, and I'd be interested to see what they do with it many years later. Um, I guess, you know, I, I like the fact that a lot of movies are coming back now and kind of continuing the stories on 20, 30 years later, whatever, apart from the one movie this this year that I'm not particularly really looking forward to, which is Blade Runner. Yeah. <coughs> I'm sorry, but, but the trailer for that did nothing to sell me on the film. At all. In fact, it made me angry. <laughs> it made me really, really angry. <laughs> I, am, I am not wanting this film to be a thing. Well, sadly, it is a thing. Yeah. And I guess it, it's vying for me at the moment as to which one of these is going to annoy you more. Is it going to be this or the next Alien movie? <clears throat> okay, so... <laughs> Here we go, folks. Strap yourselves in. <laughs> I think it's definitely Blade Runner. That will annoy me the most. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to Alien Covenant. The fact that the poster has a close approximation of the original Geiger design alien makes me hopeful. The trailer kind of pissed me off a little bit because you've got the spore mm. that goes in the guy's ear and then you get the scene with the guy's back popping out. It's just like... Why add another gestational period to the alien? It's meant to be the perfect killing machine. Like, facehugger, chestburster, job done. Like, why would it add extra layers and stuff to complicate its, its, its birth? Surely he wants to simplify it. Um, and part of me just thinks that he's doing it just because the original chestburster scene from Alien is so iconic that you don't ever have to have watched Alien to know what that film is, yeah. like what that scene's from, if you see it in, in a in a wider pop cultural reference. So, it's almost like he's trying to recreate the something that the body horror yeah. of it all just for that. And I don't think, well, I don't know. Again, this is me being an armchair critic. I just don't think it but works. That's what you are, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't think I just don't think it works. And, and like narratively, it makes no sense to add an extra gestational period um, but it does look like from the trailer that we're on LV41 
426. 426? Is it 46 or 41? That'll be a 426. To Google! Don't know how to look that up. Drum roll, please. Oh. Fuck off. Yeah, alright, I'm 46. Um, I thank you It bears more um, in common geographically mm. um, with what we're used to from the first alien film. Yeah, sure. Uh, especially including the, the mountains and the descent and the way the derelict ship is positioned. So I think we're closer to where we're going to loop around. Cool. But yeah, that or Blade Runner, for the most, to push me off the most, I think it'll be Blade Runner. Fair enough. I just think it will be. We'll see. Um, <laughs> tons of movies that could piss me off next year, let's be honest. <laughs> like Triple X 2, Return of Xander Cage. Well, I'm just ignoring all of them. Yeah. Ignoring that anymore, Fast and the Furious movies, because there's another one of them coming yeah, out. Yeah, there is. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just ignoring all um, of those. Um, Some other stuff I'm looking forward to. <clears throat> I mentioned it last time you wrecked me for it. Baywatch. I'm looking forward to Baywatch. I was going to throw it out there. That film is going to be so bad it's good. Um, I'm looking forward to Power Rangers. I want to see that. Uh, I'm looking forward to War of the Planet of the Apes. Now, okay. Now, uh, yeah. I've, I've enjoyed the new franchise of that. Yeah. I really have. And it's been very underrepresented in my opinion it's never been the kind of it's never had the kind of big box office kudos that I think it should have had yeah I've always reviewed them really, really yeah really like well. I really enjoyed them you know, it was, I thought it was really cool with Tom Felton in the in, in, is he in the second one or the first one second, the second no, one yeah first one first one because yeah. the guy who uh, runs the monkey sanctuary the lab yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so I thought there were some very interesting characters and of course Andy Serkis being yeah. awesome um and it's been building towards this to such an extent that in my review of Rise of the Planet of the Apes, I said that the next one would be called yeah. War yeah. of the Planet of the Apes. Um, we've been remarkably prescient, as we'll demonstrate later on with uh, some TV news. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then there's the uh, usual Oscar bait films. Mm. Like mentioned already, I'll see La La Land. I, I, I will. I want to see Manchester by the Sea. Because um, Casey Affleck won the. Yes, Golden he did, Globe yeah. yeah. And like, I've watched all the Oceans films again in the last week or so. It's, it's just amazing to see Casey Affleck go from those films to winning a Golden Globe. So. I still just see him as the kid in Chasing Amy trying to get his comic signed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little shaver. Yeah, those are the ones that stand out for me. Uh, and then there'll be something episode 8. But <coughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think there's a, a great amount. I mean, the, there's a lot that should have been coming out this year that I don't think is going to. That are kind of ends of things. So, like the Allegiant series, or the Insurgent series, or, or the Divergent, Divergent series. series. I've just named all the three movies, but uh, there, there was supposed to be a second part to Allegiant, yeah. and that's now not happening. So I'm kind of a bit annoyed that I've invested in a franchise of films and they've essentially fallen at the last hurdle. 
It's the same with the um, Maze Runner series, right? Uh, well, I, I didn't. I didn't watch those, but yeah, I, I know that they made at least one of those. I don't know whether they yeah, made a the second. They made two. Did they make two? Okay. So yeah, a little bit narked at that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything great that I'm, that I'm greatly anticipating, other than the kind of Marvel DC stuff. Um, Logan should be good as well. Of course, yes. Right. Hopefully, finally, a good Wolverine yeah, movie. Maybe the last one will be the best one. Um, they've not done that character any justice, I don't think. It doesn't help that they've made one of the most violent X-Men characters a staple of a 12-hour PG movie over the last 10 years or so. Um, so this one's going full R, full R rated by all accounts. Um, yeah. On that, one of the first films that I've seen this year was Assassin's Creed. Okay. Which came in at 12A, which very much surprised me. That they take an 18 rated video yeah. game franchise and turn it into a 12. Yeah. Well, I think it's because they know that age ratings on video games don't mean jack shit and that their audience of players is probably primarily 12 years old. However, for the Assassin's Creed franchise that's been kicking around for over 10 years now, anybody who started playing that franchise. Would be 12, yeah, would be 18. Yeah. Is going to be well over eighteen, and I, I don't think they would have lost anything in pitching this as an eighteen, or at the very least a fifteen. You know, the Resident Evil movies when they came out were were pitched as an eighteen originally, yeah. and then they've since been kind of re-rated down to a fifteen. Most of them, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a good film. Um, I think I think Emma Emma really enjoyed it because she didn't necessarily have the knowledge of what was going on going into it because she hadn't seen me playing any of the games and didn't know the storyline so I was quite surprised that there was a lot more plot going on and it was a lot more modern day and it wasn't just all jumping off buildings and fighting that you know the trailer contained pretty much all of the jumping off building scenes that were in the entire film which meant the rest of it was there for plot so it was kind of cool and it was interesting and it's it's set the bar quite high to continue on um, although I'm not sure whether they will continue to do the same thing in later movies it, it kind of feels like it's going to diverge completely away and follow that central group of characters potentially in reality rather than doing another film where a bunch of different characters end up going back in time and, and doing all of the things in in, uh, in in the computer system as well so okay. it's a bit weird very shiny very nice, interesting concept, and and done very very well. So I, I I enjoyed it. Okay, it's not one on my list. I'll be honest. Um, but uh, maybe one on Netflix. I'll check it out. Yeah, absolutely. It, it it's worth a watch. You know, it, it it I'd put it at around the same as kind of you know the Prince of Persia film, which was you know a good kind of bubblegum yeah action movie. And this is a kind of bubblegum action movie with a little bit of extra plot in there. Cool. Did you give it a rating out of ten? Um, I'd probably give it between a six and a seven. Okay. So it's not a disastrous comic book movie because Uwe Boll went nowhere near it, so <laughs> obviously it was okay. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it for me for films. I think that it's more TV and and games. I think that I'm looking forward yeah. to this year. Well, I think in TV news then. 
Well, let, let's start with a big one, with another big shiny, we were right, we were right. Constantine getting picked up by CW. Indeed. Okay, so, it is in animated form, and they are looking at five to ten minute episodes. Yep. Uh, but it is Matt Ryan. Yep. And the CW have already shown they have cross-continuity between animated and... Um, Live action. Yep. With Vixen. Yep. So it keeps Constantine alive and it keeps the hope of another another fully fledged T V series. Because yeah. I think I think it needs a little bit of a reboot to distance itself from from the first season. Yeah. And kind of reinvent itself a little bit, which is cool. Yeah. And this gives it the breathing space to do that and try it out with a new audience, see how it goes. And yeah. then hopefully, if the interest is there, then Bring it back for a fully fledged series. Oh, the interest is there, man. Well, I know that, we know that, and you know that, but the network needs to be convinced of that. Yeah. Well, I think they, I think they, I think they have an idea. One, they wouldn't have bought it without some inkling of the interest being there. And um, I think the Arrow episode with Constantine crossover spiked pretty high on viewer numbers. So there's definitely a demand to see Matt Reiner's John Constantine doing his thing. I think so. So yeah, well looking forward to that. And then there's the American Gods. American Gods, yes. Well, this is my current audio book, so I'm I'm currently listening to the the the, the complete version of of American Gods, which is longer than the book that I have. Uh, and yeah, it's awesome. I I love it. It's it's one of my favourite gaming books, and that's coming in March, I believe it is. Is it March? The comic book adaptation is coming in March. Not sure when the TV series is coming out. Um, yeah, so we've got two American God things this year. I'm I'm fairly sure that the, the series is coming in March probably as well. The, book, the comic book is probably coming at the same time. Probably released to coincide. Anyone who follows me on Instagram at Nervous's World will know that I'm regularly in the comic shop and I'm regularly tweeting out pictures of upcoming titles. But yes, I, I am massively looking forward to that. Uh, Brian Fuller at the helm of that one, and yeah, the, the guy who played Lincoln in in the Hundred yeah. as as Shadow. So very, very much looking forward to it. Uh, just checking the dates on this. Series is set to premiere in April two thousand seventeen. Yeah, cool on Stars. So yes, very very much looking forward to this. It's, I, I've been waiting years to see a really good high budget adaptation of a gaming thing on TV. Because while Neverwhere was great, it was quirky and it was British and it, it was, was a bit shit. And, and it was low budget as hell. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the stories always shines through with yeah. with, with game and stuff because it yeah, it just does. Uh, and I think getting good budget behind this and especially having re re-read it now uh, sorry you can't see me doing the quotation marks but <laughs> re-reading it at the moment uh, I can kind of see how it's potentially going to work as a series and the fact that the rumours of this show have been around for five six years now, at least and longer yeah, yeah. you yeah. know this, this is something that's been in the pipeline been worked away I think we saw Neil Gaiman a couple of times a few years back yeah um, and he was being asked questions about it then, but he couldn't talk about it. Yeah. You know, 
it's taken a while to get to this point, and that makes me think that they've made sure that they're doing everything they can to make it as, as authentic as possible, and that's just good news. Yeah. But yeah, looking forward to that. Um, constantly we talked about it. Uh, Stranger Things, season two, in the fall. Uh, if it's anywhere near as good as the first season, it's going to be exceptional. Yep. So. Marvel series Ahoy again this year. Yeah. Uh, Iron Fist. And Defenders. And Defenders, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, loads to look forward to on the making small screen. And to be honest, it's worth just taking a punt on Netflix and checking out some random shows. And uh, you, do you know what? I looked at it yesterday, and I, there's so many shows on there that I looked at and I thought, do you know what? I wouldn't mind watching that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind watching that. And I've never heard of them. They're all brand new Netflix originals ones. Yeah, so if you get a chance, the one to check out, I was introduced to it over Christmas. Uh, it's called The OA. Okay. And I want people to watch that show just so you can explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's... It's a weird, it's a weird sci-fi show, but it has this kind of, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, and it's going to be really weird. It's got this happy, sad feel about it. Okay. Um, there's a real melancholy, um, melancholy to it. Um, but yeah, it's all about this woman um, who was recounting experiences that she's been through uh, and her pursuit of getting to another place beyond this world okay um, I can't say more than that without giving away no, no, fair things that, that go on um, it's not easy viewing there are some really difficult scenes to watch in there um, and it's heartbreaking in places but it's left in such a way you don't know whether the whole thing has been real or whether it's all been made up um, but yeah Reddit's gone nuts with fan theories for it it's it's a good watch it's a hard watch it's an intense watch but you should definitely watch that show fair enough uh, coming in the next couple of weeks as well 24 Legacy <laughs> brilliant <laughs> come on you've got to love 24 I do you do yeah I'm massively looking forward to seeing it back on the screen again because it's going to be Tony Almeida and it's going to be awesome with him as a bad guy because I've uh, I've since watched the 24 Solitary, which was a bonus feature on the 24 season nine Blu-ray, <coughs> which is Tony escaping from prison. So that's setting it up for for the next season. Oh, and with a seamless segue, Prison Break returns. This prison Break <laughs> is indeed back. Yeah, again, that I I loved I loved season one of Prison Break. Yeah, I wasn't a great fan of season two. Nope. And then I kind of lost interest. Yep. <laughs> Once they'd broken out of the prison. I watched it all just for complete. Oh, no, I, I, I did watch it all. Uh, you know, even you know, season three, which was Prison Break again, this time in Mexico. And <laughs> yeah. Not sure how they're going to do it. How do they get picked up again? Get nicked again? I don't know. I don't know, but... Is Sarah Wayne Callies back in it again? I think so. Yeah. She's going to irritate the piss out of me again, isn't she? She always does this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Other new shows, and these are ones that have started that I've actually either watched most of or have only just started. Um, 
was one called Berlin Station, which I think we mentioned on the on the preview, which is a kind of CIA. Yeah. It's on Epics in in the states, and it, I think it's a uh, a German American co-production, and it's pretty much all the main cast of British people pretending to be American. So it's Richard Armitage and Reese Evans as the main characters, both pretending to be American. But it's an excellent kind of spy thriller, and I'm really enjoying that. I'm halfway through it, and that's fantastic. Uh, I watched the pilot episode of Emerald City yesterday, which is a new Oz-like story, kind of in... Uh, I think it's from the same channel that Grimm, Grimm is on, because okay. they were advertising it during Grimm, uh, and it is pretty grim. I, I, I actually fell asleep. Uh, and woke up and went, well, that was a bit shit. And everyone was like, but you fell asleep. I was like, yeah, that's how shit it was. was. Yeah. <laughs> that's my metric. It was, it was, it was a, keep me conscious. It was right. fairly noisy, seemed very silly. It opens with um, Jane from Coupling, who was in Leverage as well, yeah. uh, turning up at a door in Kansas with a baby and dropping the baby off, then disappearing. Then it goes 20 years later, and she's come back to Kansas and. and Dorothy Gale is now a 20-something cop uh, and she drives out to her mum's house to, to meet her and then the house gets pulled up into a tornado along with her van and she gets pulled in she's got a canine unit with her so her dog is an actual trained police dog and that's tempting it's all it's all a bit kind of OTT with a lot of kind of you know witches are all doing drugs and having sex and so it's a procedural cop drama in, in the Wizard of Oz. In Wizard of Oz, yeah. Man. So yeah, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't sold on it at all, to be honest. So I can understand make, that. Make of that what you will. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I won't be recommending that one. No. I doubt I'll ever be watching it again. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um Another Netflix show, well, it's not Netflix original, but it's on Netflix now for the first time, um, is The Expanse. And yeah. that's fucking amazing. So, it's been out a while on other formats, but if you're a Netflix person and you haven't seen it yet, you need to watch The Expanse. Season 2, I believe, is just about to yeah. start. So, they're priming you for that. Yeah. So, yeah, watch The Expanse. If you, if you haven't, if you're a sci fi fan, especially if you're a hard sci fi fan, it is cracking proper hard sci-fi. Yeah. It's slow, it builds, it has subplots all over the place. It's uh, it, uh, probably one of my favourite sci-fi shows of late. Yeah. And then I think the big returning show this year is Doctor Who. I mean, we've, we've missed an entire year of Doctor Who. We have. I think it showed a little in the Christmas episode, which I didn't think all that much to really mm. I, I I liked it it was funny I think it was a good return to form for Moffat after a couple of duds um, but I also think it spent a little too much time setting up what are essentially going to be the main bad guys of the next season oh uh, you think yeah. yeah yeah you know you don't walk away from an episode like that having them infiltrate unit and not expect them to come back again yeah so I think they're very much going to be back again. In what will be Moffat and Capaldi's last series. Is, is Capaldi definitely confirmed to be leaving now? I think so, along with the new companion. I think it's, I think it's a complete blank slate for the new White, because it's series 11. Mm. 
Okay, in a way, I'll be sad to see Peter Capaldi go because I still don't feel like he's actually really made the role his yet. No. No, oh, we'll see what happens. You know, might be that he doesn't go. Hmm. Yeah, because I was I was talking about this over Christmas. Uh, I can't, can't remember who I was talking about it with, but about the companions and stuff, and I. I'm a bit reticent for the new companion because she just seems to be another Donna. Uh, that's where you say that. I liked Donna as a companion and I thought Donna was one of the better companions of the new series. Which is why I'm concerned that they're repeating her. Oh, and so you think you'll devalue the original Donna? Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it feels like they don't have a new idea so they've gone back and gone which one was the strongest. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I will be especially pissed off if they turn her into a squidgy MacGuffin <laughs> after one season because again I, I, I just want a companion to be a companion yeah. just a human you know, I think the only one that came out unscathed was Martha Jones yeah but she, she wasn't in it long enough she was in it for one season yeah um and even then she got the whole kind of wandering Jew thing down. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I don't know. I, 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 I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm just going to have to have it back on our screens on a regular basis. Like, I've really missed that show. Hmm. Oh, and the other returning one is Sherlock, of course. Have you been watching that? Yeah. I've not yeah. seen the second episode yet. It's fucking great because the first one was awesome yeah the second one's better okay the second one's better it's a real head fuck of an episode um, for all those of you out there that find Toby Jones deeply unsettling just remember he's the voice of Dobby <laughs> and he is super creepy in episode 2 cool that's good. We like a good creepy bad guy. Yeah. Oh, the, he's one of the creepiest that they've had. Like, yeah, without a doubt. It's awesome. I always liked the guy who played Herrick in Being Human. I thought he was wonderfully creepy. Um, yeah, is it for TV? For TV? Um, undoubtedly there will be others. Um, I we have an entire year, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. This is just, yeah. I suppose this is just the stuff that's coming out between now and summer. Yeah. Um, undoubtedly there will be summer shows returning, which there'll be things that I'll be looking forward to, like Killjoys. I love Killjoys. Like billions. Billions will be back soon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then... I imagine fairly soon we'll be getting pilot season and seeing what we're going to be getting as new shows come this September. Yeah. I wonder how many of those will be set in a dystopian future. <laughs> Quite a few, one will imagine. <laughs> also, it's 2017. Yeah. Cool. Um, games. I guess just briefly games I'm looking forward to. Uh is Horizon Zero Dawn. I am massively looking forward to that game. I have been since I saw the first trailer for it and the fact there was a, a, a kind of full trailer for it before Assassin's Creed just, yeah, looks utterly amazing. 
really cannot wait to play that game. Uh, you know, I'm still neck deep in Final Fantasy 15 at the moment. <laughs> Not coming up for air any time soon. <laughs> yeah, I think you're massive. Uh, you're more of a gamer than I am, mm -hmm. so I don't really have any that I'm looking forward to. No, that's absolutely fine. So where are we going to be at? Okay, yes, conventions that we're going to be at. So I just finished recording an interview with the people from the, the SF Ball yep. in Southampton. So I think we're going to be popping down there for at least one day, probably not the whole event, but be popping down there to take some photos and chat to some people and... Uh, yeah, generally make our presence known for a <laughs> for a day or so, yeah. uh, and <laughs> that's the that. first weekend of February. So that should hopefully be our first one of the year. Yeah, uh, there will be unless there's anything before it will be the Sci-Fi Weekender. Yeah, will be our first one, which is towards the end of March. Yeah, uh, unless those of you who are coming to the MMORPG show in March, which is uh, going to be the MMORPG show plus. Many beers for, uh, for your birthday. For my birthday, so that'd be cool. Um, what else have we got then? Uh, that'll be the UK Games Expo. That's in June. Um, before that, will be Comic Book Day at Hyde and Worcester. Yep. I belong to that. Um, and then there's an MCM around then as well. MCM is May. MCM London is in May, so we'll definitely be there for that one. Um, over summer I, I, I'm definitely going to be at the Asylum this year so I'll be there bank holiday weekend in August we'll be back at EGX I'm back at EGX in September um, more MCM again in October uh, other than that yeah, still pretty much unconfirmed for a lot of it yet this year so I guess we'll wait and see we've got enough dates in the diary already yeah. Indeed, so yeah, keep an eye on the on the events calendar because I'm updating that at the moment on the Wonky Spanner site. Uh, I've started adding in this year's events that we're likely to be attending. So keep an eye on the calendar there and uh, yeah, come say hi. Yeah. Excellent. I think that's about us, isn't it? Yeah. Unless you've got anything, anything else you're looking forward to this year? <laughs> Stunned silence. <laughs> I'll, I'll put you on the spot. No. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what franchises Pop can buy next. <laughs> oh, yeah, they've got, they got Gilmore Girls Pops coming soon. Have you seen my new Dark Crystal ones? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll post a picture of these to associate them in the show notes, but the new Dark Crystal ones are awesome, especially Fizz Gig. Yeah. Fizz Gig is sweet. i got my uh, Rogue One Pops through. So i got a Gin and a Chirrut and K2SO. Sweet. Right. Well, that's all for this week, then. I would say so. Thank you all for listening. I've been Brendan. I've been Spindles. And until next time, take care and be excellent to each other. <laughs>